What's up guys? Welcome to another edition of Free Flow Friday, a time efficient episode geared towards popular topics, current events, and the latest and greatest within health, fitness, and mindset. Without further ado, it's always a pleasure to introduce Invictus founder, CJ Martin. What's up, man? Hey, buddy. Welcome back from Minnesota. Thank you. Thank you. And, you know, with that being said, we've got quite a few things that I'd love to discuss with you today. And Granite Games just concluded, which was incredibly exciting for our community. What were your thoughts after observing a very fun-filled, exciting, exuberant weekend out in Minnesota? Oh, man. It was uh, it was awesome to watch. Um you know, we got the result that we wanted, right? Team Invictus ended up coming in first. Um, even better, they had a little bit of adversity, just some like judging issues that, and those happen in competition. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that was what I thought was probably the best thing is they got some adversity. They responded by keeping their cool and just keep moving. And even in in the events that the, it was most pronounced, they still got a second place finish. And so that's what you want to see. You want to see a team that executes their game plan, isn't you know rattled when uh, they get thrown off of the game plan, um, and just keeps moving forward. So it was really cool to see them. Um, super stoked for them. That team has just bonded so well. We have such good characters on that team, such good personalities that really get along. It was just really cool to see them get to show it on that stage. Um, a little bummed for Unconquerable because... Um, you know, we didn't expect them to make the games going in. And, and frankly, you know, Eric Carmody is about to have, you know, his wife's about to have a baby and it would have been really complicated had they made games. Um, but they were so close, you know, it was just like for a couple of small errors on day one um, and, you know, maybe one on day two or three, um, you know, they're in there. And so it was cool to see them. And hopefully that lights a fire because I think some of those athletes have a really promising future. Yeah, you summed that up very, very well. Incredible to see Team Invictus on top of the podium and really execute uh, almost better than they did in practice, which was very cool. Just want to take a brief moment to give a huge shout out to not just you, but our entire Invictus athlete crew. Hunter and Holden have done just an absolutely amazing job. It's It's very, very cool to see those guys step up to the plate you know, especially at a time like this, you mentioned, you know, Team Invictus on that final day having some judging challenges associated with some legless rope climbs and thrusters, and they just kept going and prevailing. But you yourself, CJ, were faced with a little bit of adversity where you had your son's Little League Championship and then simultaneously needed to be at Granite Games. And you and I have discussed before this unique right. capacity to want to be two places at once. Can you share with people, you know, what that experience was like and what advice would you give to other parents out there that sometimes are conflicted in a similar manner? Yeah, you bet. Yeah, super tough decision. I mean, well, I shouldn't even say that. It wasn't a tough decision. It was a it was a hard set of circumstances where uh, my son's little league team, which I've had the pleasure of coaching all season, um, you know, spent four months with these seven and eight year old boys and um and they they were in the playoffs. They kept winning. They kept advancing. So I kept pushing back my flight. We So I was supposed to fly to Minnesota on a Wednesday. Uh, they had a game Wednesday night. So I pushed that flight to the Thursday morning. 
They ended up winning Wednesday night. I pushed that flight to Friday morning because uh, they had a Thursday night game. They ended up winning Thursday night. And at that point, it was like, okay, we're going to the championship. So I'm not going to be able to be in Minnesota. Um, because as much as, you know, Invictus, like any entrepreneur will tell you, like Invictus is like a, a child or family member to me. Um, but it's not going to take precedence over my, you know, my immediate family and my kids. And so um, it was an easy decision from that standpoint, but also the first time I've ever not been at a major competition um, with our athletes. Um, you know, and that said, the timing is perfect. Uh, this year, more than any other years, I really um, handed off to Holden Rathwell and Hunter Britt to say, these are this, these are your teams. These are your athletes. You know, I'm going to step back and I'm going to serve in a support role, make sure that you guys have all the resources you need. Um, but there was no doubt, even before, you know, anything, those guys had the coaches passes. I was going out to support and, uh, and, and be there to, uh, you know, give the high fives and make sure everybody was, uh, was excited to be there. But, um, you know, Holden and Hunter have just, absolutely flourished in their role as head coaches um and it's just been really cool to see it's been cool to see the environment that they've created in the gym which is structured but fun um it's been cool to see the way the groups have rallied and really you know coalesced because of the environment that's been created um and it's been cool to see them constantly adjusting programming for a, a wide variety of athletes and we've had athletes that have just absolutely like exploded like exponential growth in the last you know year um and so it's just been awesome to you know kind of that next role for me as to be able to sit back and and watch some of these guys that have been with us for what five six years um and just watch them absolutely thrive in their role as coaches so um, as much as it was tough for me not to be there and there's a little bit of ego involved and like, oh man, I wanted to be out there with everybody. Um, it was even, even better to be able to sit back and know that those guys were going to do a way better job than I could ever do. Um, and just watch everybody thrive in that. Totally, man. I, I really appreciate you sharing that as that's one of those things that it's hard sometimes, especially when you've been the leader of the troops for so long. What kind of goes through your head as your your family is kind of your kids are getting older? There's certain things that you need to be present with, and you know it. it they say in the entrepreneurial world, like you got to learn to delegate. You got to learn to delegate, but it's so hard because there's a certain set of circumstances and there's a certain level that you want to keep things at. And you've just done such a great job, and I, I can attest to this personally as well, where you do this great job of empowering others. Hey. You have this opportunity, go take this opportunity and make it great. You have the resources, you have the support, come here if you need it. And you've done such a cool job of that. What advice would you give to other entrepreneurs that are struggling to kind of let go of that and they're constantly needing to, to, to be a part of it, but then in reality, they're not allowing others to make those mistakes that they need to grow and evolve? Yeah. Well, first, thanks. Um, it's it's nice to hear, especially from somebody I've worked with for so many years, because it is, it is tough. It's tough for me. It's tough for any entrepreneur. I think being an entrepreneur, at least in my experience, you constantly feel like you're failing. 
Uh, so it's always nice to hear that that maybe we got it done a little bit better than I expected. Um, but yeah, I think for me, it just comes down to principles and what matters, which is um, this was never meant to be my business. This was meant to be a collective of the best coaches we could find, the best human beings we could find. And in order to keep that as the goal, you have to allow people to explore and create and figure out their best use. Um, and there are times that it's been a miserable failure. Um, and there have been times that it's just been absolutely, you know, magical in finding it and allowing somebody to find their success. Right. Um, you know, your podcast, uh, Invictus university, which is blossoming under Kirsten, you know, to, to watch Hunter and Holden just absolutely killing it. Right. And Tino before them, um, you know, it's just, there's, there's, when you have good people, it's really easy just to say, Hey, you know, I'll shoulder some of the risk on this and, and let's figure out how to, how to make it happen for you. And that's, that's really what we've always seen Invictus as we want to be an incubator for great coaches. We want to create, you know, more and more opportunity, uh, for our coaches and employees. We want to create more and more content and opportunity for, uh, athletes, subscribers, gym members, uh, to thrive. And if we can do that, that's, you know, that's all I set out to do is create something where we can empower people to, to be better in whatever facet of life that they're looking for. That's totally cool. And you've been somebody, you, you mentioned the term principles and you know, what lessons are you kind of sharing with your son, Caden, as he's observing dad yeah. in this coach role, you know, in this unique situation where you set out to be the coach of the team. And the phrasing, do what you say you're going to do and finish, uh, come to mind when, when I think about, you know, what kind of transpired over, over the course of this you know, season so far, what are those conversations kind of like with the up and coming generation? And are those things that travel in your headspace around, am I the example to, you know, my son, because they're going to emulate what you do more than what you say. Right. Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, and honestly, you know, I started Invictus because I, it's more about the mindset for me than it, than the physicality of it even, right? It wasn't about teaching people how to squat and do pull-ups. It was more about teaching them that they could, that they were capable of doing whatever they wanted to do, that if they could set a goal, they'd keep running into obstacles, but eventually they'd overcome it. Um, your kids are your ultimate responsibility to teach those lessons. Um, and so it's why I say, you know, it, it wasn't a hard decision. Like it was, it was a frustrating set of circumstances, but I was always going to be there for my kids. Um, because those are the lessons that we're trying to teach them every day is that, Hey, if you commit to something, you're going to finish it. Um, you're going to work hard 100% of the time. Like you're, you're not going to just, you know, mail it in. Um, and then, you know, of course with seven and eight year old boys, I feel like it's such an important time to talk to them about, you know, what they can control. And we talked on our baseball team, it was attitude, effort, and energy. Those were the only things we talked about. We never talked about wins, losses, strikeouts, hits, anything like that. Um, and so it was really cool just to, just to be able to share that with them over the course of the season. Um, to constantly talk to them about like, Hey, you bring enthusiasm, you're going to play better. You know, you control your emotions, you're going to play better. Um, and so, 
you know, can I tell you that every seven and eight year old has, has it locked in and they're good to go for life? Of course not. But, um, but, you know, coaching is just repeating yourself over and over until the message finds a home. And so um, it was, it's totally fine. Totally worth, worth it for, for me to be uh, coaching those young kids. Attitude, effort, and energy. I love it, man. As we wrap things up today, I do not want to skip over our two incredible masters athletes that were in house last weekend. Yeah. Sam Dancer and Jen Ryan. What comes to mind when you think about their journey so far and you know how well they performed within their semifinals? It's so cool to see. I think be, I think people are more familiar with Sam because Sam has been um, an individual athlete at the games. He's been a very public figure. Um, he's obviously been on our team several times at the CrossFit Games. Um, but I'm not sure anybody realized what he could do as an individual. And so when he set his mind, he told me earlier in the year, he said, Hey, I'm going to come out to San Diego in December and I'm going to run at this master's things. I want to win the masters. And I was like, okay, man, like, you know, are, are you sure you want to do that? Like he's got a young child, uh, you know, I wasn't sure what his level of commitment was going to be. Um, and watching him flip the switch, watching him fully commit, watching his mindset change to like, Hey, I'm going to give everything I can. I'm give my full effort. I either do it or I don't. And what you saw is it absolutely paid off, right? He absolutely dominated in the open, in the quarterfinals, in the semifinals. And I know he's fired up and he's super focused and he's ready to go to games. So um, yeah, that's kind of Sam's story. Jen Ryan is like, she is one of the greatest athletes that nobody knows about, or very few people know about, right? She's been on our teams. I mean, she's what, 42, 43 years old now. She's been on our teams as recently as last year, right? Um, and so nobody's thought of her as this dominant master's athlete. She didn't even put in her score, all of her scores for last year's semifinals um, or age group qualifiers. So people didn't see her, you know, where she would have finished first or second on the leaderboard last year. Um, and so, and the one year that she was going to go masters was 2020. She finished first in the open, um, absolutely killed it. And then there was no opportunity. So she went out to masters fitness collective and, you know, won not only her age group, but would have won the, the age group below her too. Oh, wow. So, um, this year when we talked about that decision of team individual and stuff, I had just shared with her like, Hey, you're so freaking good. You've been working so hard for so many years, like go out there, do it allow yourself the spotlight. And, um, and she has, she absolutely, she killed it in the open, killed it in quarterfinals. I will tell you, semifinals workouts came out and she felt like the world was against her because she's, you know, 125 pounds. Those workouts, maybe future episode, I did not feel were super balanced for a smaller mm -hmm. athlete. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and we talked about the mindset of like, Hey, it doesn't matter what the workout is. Like you put in all the work to raise your baselines. Like you go out and execute, you do what you do best and you'll be fine. And sure enough, she did. And you know, they weren't her best workouts, but I think that's a huge confidence boost going into the CrossFit games. When you know that your nightmare workouts are behind you, they're probably not getting, you know, she's probably not going to have to do uh, 60 bench presses at 125. Body weight. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> totally man yeah she got through the, the wall ball workout too which was like never-ending wall balls not not super easy for a smaller athlete well right, thank you so right. much for your attitude effort and energy as we kind of recap <laughs> granite games 
and Team Invictus finishing atop the podium, unconquerable, paving the way for next year's greatness and our Masters athletes truly kicking ass in semifinals en route to Madison. For those of you listening, thank you for tuning in to another edition of Free Flow Friday. If you enjoyed my conversation with CJ, please rate, review, subscribe, and share with your friends. And as always, stay on the hunt for who you've not yet become. Bye, guys. Thanks, CJ. All right. Thanks, buddy.